Yo, what's happening guys? You are listening to the Eat, Lift, Lose show. And you're listening to me, Chris. And me, Brad, of course. Who else would it be other than our two cheery voices coming through to your ears? So yeah, we've got episode 68 to hit you guys with today. And we're almost, well, we had a few topics to chat through. And just looking at the topics, we're like, we could probably talk about this for five hours. So let's break it down into a mini-series. Mini-series. So yeah, it's almost like we've got it planned. I don't know how many parts it's going to be. This is going to be part one of the mini-series. Essentially going off the back of our last podcast that we did together, where we were talking about where people went wrong, we're going to do a mini-series of where people are going right and how to make weight loss happen. So this is episode part one, episode 68. But before we get into it, how how are things in your world, Mr. Brad? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, slowly getting back into, I say slowly, did my first training session this week. And yeah, how was that? That's what I wanted to talk about. How how did you feel after that? Mate, <clears throat> like the session just consisted of, what did it consist of? Leg press, a dumbbell bench press, a, a bit lat- of finger work. What's that? A bit of finger and thumb work. On yeah, your phone? Yeah. No, no, not really. <laughs> no, the only time I went on my phone was just to pick some new music. Um, <clears throat> some lap pull down, um, some shoulder press, and then finished off with a bit of buys and the old tries. And uh, all I'm saying is until yesterday, I was sore as a motherfucker. And that was on Tuesday. So you trained Tuesday... And you were still sore up until Saturday. Yeah, like Friday night, Saturday. I was still sore. Like, you know, when you just, you're like, oh, I me, mean, still a little bit tender there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I woke up Wednesday morning and I felt like I was hit by a bus. A big double decker 66 bus. Just the number 66, nothing else. Full yeah. of passengers. Yeah, because sometimes they're vicious drivers, they are. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is this? What is this? Like, I'll tell you one thing that hurt a lot was my triceps. Like, I just, yeah, it was one of my weakest areas, probably. And they were screaming. Like, I couldn't even straighten my arms. I was running, I was walking around like <laughs> Sterling, like T-Rex. <laughs> T-Rex a little, like... Foldy up arms. Yeah. And then some idiot thought it'd be funny to start squeezing my arms. Don't know who you mean. Oh, no. I wonder <laughs> who that was. Yeah. So that's my week. Um, oh. Fun and games. <laughs> How's your week been, my friend? Um, It's gone really quickly this week and it's Sunday. And it hasn't it's going to be another busy day today. Um, I don't really, I've just got my diary in front of me so I can kind of see where the week's gone. But I don't know where it's gone. But it's been a good week. Um, got a lot done. Had a bit of fun. Had a bit of downtime. But also got a lot done. So yeah. It's been a good week. Fun week. And then just ready for next week. And yeah, it's pretty much the end. We're middle of September now. So we're what? Three and a half months left of the year? It's quite crazy when you think of it like that. But at the same time, um, yeah, it's quite exciting. Yeah, it is. Things are going well. Excited with what's coming up. Um, I'm sure we could share a few little bits in the next week or two what we're doing. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff coming up, um, coming your coming our clients' ways, really. 
Yeah, should be fun exactly. And should whoever we... else wants to join in on the fun, <clears throat> should be fun and games. Hopefully, so besides our fun and games antics, uh, what are we talking about today? Well, <laughs> depends how much of this uh, we get through will determine how many parts we get it into. But essentially, in this mini series, we want to talk about making weight loss happen because we talked about before in the past where people go wrong, and that is useful to know because you can kind of avoid doing that yourself. Yeah. Um, but we figured it would also be super useful, if not even more useful, for people to know how they can actually make it happen. And I'm not just talking, when we're not just talking about like, you need to be in a calorie deficit, blah, blah, blah. You need to eat loads of fruit and veg, blah, blah, blah. You need to eat protein, blah, blah, blah. Like we've talked about in the past and that is relevant. Yeah. But it's easier to say that. It's harder to implement that. And I think it's, more important to understand the things that go alongside it to get there. Um, so, long story short, what are we talking about? Probably a lot of things about behavior, yep. uh, beliefs and triggers and a mixed match of that. And we'll see how much we get covered today. And whatever we don't, we'll save it for the next part in this mini-series. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to kick off part one with finding, <clears throat> essentially finding a trigger for your reason to change or your no guns involved no no ak-47s in here um just donuts um <laughs> what <laughs> what's that got to do with ak-47s and triggers just donuts mate everyone loves a donut um yeah and your reason to losing weight <laughs> and <clears throat> basically we start off with saying like a lot of the time uh, when it comes to our health, a lot of us will change or implement some change from life events, and that's a bit a uh, bit deep. But that this could be anything from like uh, being told that you've got uh, like an illness, uh, you're or, pre-diabetic. Yeah, pre-diabetic, or you know something. You get a scare from a doctor saying like, look. You've got super high levels of cholesterol. If you don't do it, you're going to put yourself into a, an early grave or, you know, <clears throat> something yeah. like that. And it's that sense of fear of dying or living a shit life for the rest of your life is is so powerful that you it makes you want to change. And <clears throat> sometimes it's a good thing that that happens uh, in a sense yeah. that it gets you up off your ass and gets you moving and gets you thinking about your health but also it's something that doesn't happen to everyone yeah it doesn't you don't need a life a big life event to happen for you to no. want to make a change no and you know we can't make life events happen you can't fucking just walk into the doctors and go <laughs> make me obese so I can change like I feel like some people wait for it like if that subconscious, oh, you know, and I don't mean they go out of their way and <laughs> packing away twelve Krispy Kremes today. No, but going, well, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there, and then but, I'll change. But I'm talking like people who are obese kind of wait for that kind of doctor's professional point of view and go, "You fucking need to sort your shit out." If I'd love sense. it if you was a doctor. <clears throat> oh, I'd be sacked straight away. If you right? was a doctor dropping bombs like that, <laughs> you need to fucking sort your shit out. I think you'd be sacked after day one. It'd either go one way or the other. It'd be like a very successful doctor or one of the worst. 
You'd be like Dr. Nick from The Simpsons. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Gillen. <laughs> oh, here he comes. Um, but yeah, so we can't make life events happen. But what we can do is turn everyday events into essentially teachable moments of a successful look at my words out of a successful diet essentially <clears throat> and seeing okay. and seeing things that we do during our day to day as opportunities rather than problems okay so tell me more like <clears throat> is there anything kind of in your typical day to day then that you think Right, this is a good opportunity. Like if you if we're saying not everyone's gonna have life events and not everyone will do. Um be <clears> interested <throat> to find out if you've had any. We'll talk about that afterwards. Yeah. But if we're saying day to day then, what's I don't know, a typical Monday to Friday, what could be a person's typical daily event or something that happens throughout the day that's kind of a teachable moment or like a opportunity? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> Kind of something like being late is a great example because if you're late in the morning, right, it <clears throat> it's something where you always something, if you're late, something ends up being neglected, right? And yeah. nine times out of ten, that's normally our food. Right when you think about it, if you're someone who normally will eat something in the morning at home, but you're late one day and you miss that, like you could put put yourself in a position where you're having to buy something on the go, and if your normal behaviour pattern is buying something not as good as it should be for lunch, you're gonna take that to your breakfast. So you might go pick up something that's not as good as you want it to be. Now, we can use that event going, well, if I'm late, I can then start maybe looking at some better options, for example. And rather than looking at it as like, oh, fuck, I'm late. Oh, that's it. I'll just, I'm late anyway. I'll pick something fucking shit up anyway because I ain't got time to think about it. You can go, well, no, I'm late. doesn't mean I have to pick up shit food. Right, okay. So, like, <clears throat> things that throw you off or events that come up and happen... What is the opportunity there rather than kind of, yeah, I say quote unquote falling off the wagon, like there is no wagon, what the fuck is a wagon, other than wagon wheels, they're pretty good. Um, it's more of what is the opportunity here to make a better choice given my circumstances rather than thinking you have no choice to make, so fuck it, give me all the steak and cheese rolls you can <clears> give me. Yeah. Essentially, like even take up a take up a, a breakup in a relationship. Yeah, like that can be an opportunity rather than a problem because that could be something where. Well, it depends what time <clears throat> you want. Yeah, no, of course, but either way. <laughs> I'm joking. Like you know, it's never good to end a relationship, right? It always nine times out of ten. Well, I say all the time, it's going to end up in tears for one part of the party. Um, but if you're someone Maybe who's, both. yeah, if you're someone who's like quite easily affected by this and <clears throat> you can 
use that as an opportunity to go, well, do you know what? I'm going to focus on what I need to focus on because that can help me that can help keep me distracted from the issues I'm going with. And that would be something like just going to the gym and trying to focus on eating well to better yourself in the long run, you know, mentally and physically. Um, It's situations like that. Um, You know, walking into the office and your boss going, right, you've got a massive project to do. It's going to be super stressful for you, but... You might be in a position to go, well, do you know what? I'm going to focus on this project between nine and five, go home, and then I'm going to be able to focus on other stuff by eating better and going to the gym, de-stressing, um, because that's going to, you know, get in some good amount of sleep so I can focus on that project, for example. Yeah, it's like the spillover effect of leading a healthier lifestyle is going to help you in other areas of your life. Yeah. And the life events that you're going through are useful to understand that they're good opportunities to go, right, what could I do outside of that life event to help improve things? Yeah. Elsewhere in my life, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's about like being able to self-monitor, essentially. What do you mean by that? Like <clears throat> going through, like just going through our thinking process. Right. Okay. So it's the conscious thinking of what you're doing. Yeah, because a lot of habits yeah. are picked up from mindlessness. Oh yeah, just like it's a habit which you've kind of either picked up from your environment or you've had that habit from for a long time because of who you hang around with, whether it's family or friends or colleagues at work. It's just those that are habits ingrained in you, right? Yeah. And it's about making plans. And this comes into that event situation because once you've made plans, you can have second options like plan B, plan C. And <clears throat> it's just being a bit more conscious and less automatic essentially. Mm. Like yeah, that totally makes sense. Like everyone is very like I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I suppose you don't really go on the train that much in the, in the morning, but well, neither of us do. But when you have not anymore, you no. Know, but when I, you know, whenever I'm going to uni in the morning, and I'm, I just sit there and take a step back and I just watch people, and everyone's just like. It's like they could close their eyes and they'd get to work because it's so such an automatic thing for him like walk onto the train stand there get your phone out oh oh like don't even acknowledge what's going on and it's we're all we all do it but what we need to do is make that less automatic so it's something that we actually think about so when you're walking to work and you're thinking about breakfast thinking okay what can i what can i pick as a better option um, for example, <clears throat> you know, when you get home, taking a shopping list with you, like a physical shopping list, write it down. That will honestly just and stick to it. <laughs> tunnel vision. <laughs> like, it. That has an opportunity. There is an opportunity yeah. there to tunnel vision and go right. Well, that's not on my list. Don't need it. Yeah. Um, things like that is gonna help with different life events that we that go on and it's not even from what we're talking I know we spoke about dramatic life events but just day to day life events 
yeah, just data. I guess you'd call them day-to-day events rather than live <laughs> events. Because as soon as you say a live event, you're like, oh, yes, something massive. But like a day-to-day yeah. event, what can you see as the opportunity in that event throughout your day, your week, your month, your year to make a better choice to get you to where you want to get to? Um, have I was going to say if I don't mind, if you don't <coughs> mind me asking this, but I'm going to ask it anyway because yeah. you're going to get asked it whether you like it or not. Um, have you ever had any major life events that have kind of triggered a change? And now I'm not just referring to weight loss. It could be a major life event that's triggered you into some new changes, actions, habits, anything like that. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, don't, I don't think so. No? No, I'm trying to think of like anything that's quite sort of major that's gone on and it's gone and it's caused me to go oh hang on a minute I need to think about what I'm doing here um <clears throat> the only thing that's actually I tell a lie yes it has and it's recently um okay there you go thinking about it and I managed to think of something um moving out okay that is so when I'm moving into your massive place yeah massive massive change because you have to think about what you spend your money on. A whole other oh, yeah. level. Like when you're living yeah. at home, there's that kind of insurance where if you know, if you don't make if you need something, you can kind of go, Oh, right, it's alright, I can you know, got that insurance that I probably won't you know, someone's there to look after me if I need to be. Yeah. And but when you're living on your own, it's like Seriously, you have to think about everything you fucking spend your money on, from the washing up stuff you use for your clothes to what you buy for breakfast. Like You have to think about everything, because you know that if you're not going to make that money for your rent, for example, like you're in a fucked position, because you can't really ring up your landlord and go, ah, basically, the reason why I can't pay my rent is because I went Nando's last week, so I'm shy of like <laughs> 50 quid. And, you know, I've got a trip to Iron Apple in a couple of weeks, so I've just paid for the flight, and now I can't pay my rent. So yeah, it's... <laughs> and it's about it's about priorities, really. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. That's a pretty big life event, and then even though it may not have, like, kicked you into training more, or it might not have necessarily kicked you into, I don't know, wanting to, like... Uh, work towards new goals such as losing weight or gaining muscle, whatever it is. It's a big life event that's made you have to think about pretty much everything every day. Yeah. Exactly. What about yourself? What about yourself? <clears throat> um, so I do have one, and I think, I don't know if I've actually even talked to you about it outside of podcasts and stuff like that. Probably not. Uh, maybe not. Maybe I have. But it's kind of almost what you described earlier in terms of if you go through like a breakup, you might then decide to go and do X, Y, Z to kind of help work on yourself. And I think that's, I don't think it is. That is something that I went through when I came out of a long-term relationship in the past. I don't think, have I talked to you about this before? Vaguely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I think, Maybe after this, a few months. Was, was this the, uh, <laughs> the uh, female that you lived with? Yeah, the female I lived with. Yeah. I don't know what her name was. Well, there we go. We'll leave it as the female that I lived with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, anyway, long story short, when I came out of that long-term relationship, it was a bit like, well, I need a focus. I need something to do, like spend my time, send some energy, 
uh, whether that's like pent up energy or whatever it is. So that's kind of where I actually got into going to the gym pretty regularly. Because before then, it was always like on and off. Like I dabbled in it at uni. I dabbled in it before uni and a little bit after uni. Did uh, a lot of dabbling in uni, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Never that sort of dabbling, shall we put it that way. <laughs> it seems like a lot of people, most people do a lot of dabbling when they go to uni. Most people do, yeah. I wasn't part of that most. <laughs> it was a part just of a, a different of, dabble. Just a lot of, um, what was it you used to have? A lot of snake bites and a lot of uh, Alco Pops every now and then. Alco Pops. Uh, Alco Pops mixed with your Coco Pops. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, that's when I kind of got into going to the gym and kind of looking after myself a bit more because I needed that outlet and I needed somewhere to spend my time. And that's, uh, I went through a lot of change from going to the gym. And I guess you could say that kind of life event triggered me to change. Yeah. It's almost from that. And if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have had that trigger to change. Yeah. Uh, and I almost wouldn't even be sitting where I'm now being a PT because it was going through that change. Where I was like, right, I want to share that sort of change and experience or that quote unquote journey, as cliche as it is, with other people. And that's kind of what drove me into doing what I'm doing now. Yep. Um, so I'm sure for some people that they may have that same sort of thing. Yeah. And... Um, Sorry, go on. You're going to go and you finish. Oh, I was going to say, I'm sure for some people, they may have that same sort of thing where they've had a big life event like that, uh, which has triggered them to change. Yeah. But I think like what you said earlier in the podcast, don't rely on, don't think you need that massive trigger in your life to make a change. Like you don't need to go through a breakup or you don't need to have someone close to you pass away or you don't need to get told you've got pre-diabetes or you're diabetic. Like there are, like you said, events in your day which you can use to make a change and make those kind of yeah. different <clears throat> steps. And there's all kind of, and I also want to add in there because I feel like um, I just missed out. It's something I want to say, but I missed saying it is even things like what we do every day today life looking in the mirror if you're someone that looks in the mirror and goes no i'm not happy with it that is a trigger yeah totally there there and then walking to the bus or trying to catch the bus if you're someone that goes fuck me just nearly missed the bus like that can be a trigger for you because you realize that you're unhealthy and you're not fit enough to just catch the bus you know playing with your kids if you feel like if you're someone that plays around with your kids on a weekend and you're like you you end up going, oh, I've got such a sore back, or I just can't, or I'm exhausted. Bam, that's a trigger there and then. And yeah, it's... because I think like that kid's example is really important, not important, but I know for a lot of parents, that's a massive why. And um, I know through like some of the people we've just come to our boot camp before, it's like, oh, I've noticed a difference. I can run around after the kids without feeling out of breath. And it's like, that is a brilliant byproduct of taking care of your health and your fitness yeah. a little bit more. And it's not necessarily marketed or really talked about by anyone, really. But if that can give you that ability to enjoy your kids' time and that time with your kids a lot more, then surely that's reason to make some change. Yeah, 100%. And it's that trigger of, you know, like taking back into the... uh, 
the mirror situation, a lot of people look at it and go, oh, I'm overweight, and it will just depress them even more. But if you're someone who goes, you know what, I'm going to change this, bam, time to move, time to lose a little bit of weight, time to get healthier, time to fit in to um, a different size. And it's not even just because you want to do it because... I don't know, you want to <clears throat> look good on holiday, Just you might want to just feel a little bit better. Yeah, and totally. The, anything related to like that is can be finding your trigger to change. And just if you can't find, if you haven't got a trigger, think about, write down what makes you unhappy. And then writing down the solution to it. And it, you don't have to go... Like be a bit shitty about oh it's this 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 and this like just find things that are a little bit you know don't make you as happy as what it should do and finding the solution to it and you know even if it's oh do you know what I want to fit into those jeans bam that's a trigger what solution to it I need to lose some weight how are we gonna get there blah 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 exactly that it might be your favorite pair of jeans that you've not been able to wear for the last two years. You find them in the wardrobe. It's like, ah, shit. Be nice <clears> to get back into those. Exactly. But let's do something about it. There you go. And I think that ends nicely on our part one. I think it does. Uh, this could easily turn into a six-parter or a five-parter. We'll wait and see. Um, but hopefully that was kind of useful and a little bit of thought-provoking conversation to kind of get you thinking a bit about what and how you could make weight loss happen for yourself yeah. um, and also why you might want to make it happen for yourself um, because find those triggers are your whys essentially yeah and that's it that's what it's all about you've got to find your why before you find your how oh you should uh, get that on a, on a quote card and stick it on a t-shirt and sell that shit <laughs> find your why before you find your how yeah Bradley Every- get in 2018 you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Right. Um, shall we wrap things up on that kind of major topic, which is pretty deep, um, but we could chat about that for another few hours. Yeah. But move on to what's been banging our dumbbells this week. Yeah. Um, I sent this to you, mate. Um, uh, and even when I brought it up earlier, you just was like, yes, some dirty evil laugh. It's a reason why. So, There's uh, a good reason why. And I'm just finding it on my phone now. Yeah, same here. I think I've got it. And basically what it was... I've got it. You got it, yeah? <laughs> All right, if you got it, you go for it. Uh, no, do you want me to go what it is? Yeah, go for it. All right, so... Um, this was shared uh, by an Instagram account called We Are Rebel Fit. And they... I don't really know what they are about. I joined the rebellion against diets. We turned dieters into athletes, blah, blah, blah. So I think they basically look at dieting clubs or... I think they own a gym. I think they, they are a gym, I think. Oh, are they? I have no idea. I believe idea. so. I'm not sure. If not, they're on their online coaching. They do some sort of coaching around nutrition. And every now and then, they call out some dieting club and some of the propaganda right, that I they just, spew. Before you go into it, right, a little oversight. Basically... They've been attempted to take into court by Slimming World. Oh, Slimming World have tried to take them to court? Yeah, because they've slammed Slimming World so much. Um, like, and funnily enough, this was about Slimming World. Yeah, it's all they, they, they tackle. They don't give them that. They do talk about like other groups. 
but their big hate is Slimming World, and that's in a little bit of an insight into who they are. So, in what they shared, which Brad showed me, I'll, I won't read it out word for word. It's a little bit long-winded. But essentially, they're saying that Slim and Well said they've got some tests of the fat content of some sausages, and they sent them for testing, and none of them were apparently low-fat. And the table below shows that the results. Um, contractually, we're not allowed to name the laboratories used or show the actual test certificates. That's the question. Read right along there. And it clearly shows that the average fat content is anything between... 9 to 19 grams of fat per 100 grams, all significantly higher than the 4 grams of fat per 100 grams declared on nutrition on porkylites. We have photographs to prove this that we sent for testing were unopened packs of porkylite sausages. So Slimming World are apparently testing these porkylite sausages and calling them out for being way higher in fat than what they actually are. But it's just really convenient that, uh, you know, Slimming World can't name the lab used or show the test certificates or kind of make any sort of evidence to back up their claims of their tests that they've done. Now, it's just like, of course Slimming World will probably say that because they're probably launching their own sausages next month. I think or they, they probably have. have their, oh, I think they see? did. There you go. They did. When, when that come out, I don't know when it was or anything. All I know is that. But they did release their fucking own sausages. But they've, but the thing is, right, technically that research is invalid because they can't release the certificates. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you've got no proof or you can't even name the lab used, then it's not really research. I mean, it's probably Dave just in his like kitchen going, well, this sausage looks like it's got quite a bit of fat in it, a bit more than the four grams it states on the pack. The thing let's, is, let's what, this off. what also is very fucking... It just goes to show how stupid a, like clubs like this are. Is if they understood packaging, like there is a big difference into what they're actually allowed to place on packaging. Like, isn't it like twenty percent? Yeah, twenty yeah. percent each way. So it, I think it's ten. Correct if I'm wrong. I might have to Google it now, but I think it's ten percent each way. So twenty percent oh, okay. total. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, so that can still be a big difference in like what they've claimed on the package anyway. It's just it's kind of like, part of me is like, no shit, fucking Sherlock. Like, of course it's going to be more than it claims. But if, you, <laughs> if you understood how packaging work, you would know that. And then the second part yeah. is like, how can you, you've basically, you're, you've just released an invalid research paper. Like, if they took that, to a recognisable company that distributes research, they'd go, fuck off. What are you talking about? <laughs> that, that would literally be their words, like, nah, see you later. Like, they, they wouldn't even be allowed to, to, to reach a journal. No, and it's like... Uh, it's a bold statement to make, for any sort of company to make about another company, and then to say, oh, we can't prove that the tests that we did were actually real by not showing you certificates or name the lab we used, well, that's because it's probably done in your bloody kitchen and it's not actually got an actual certificate. It's probably you looking at a sausage and going like, yeah, looks a bit fatty, this one. Probably more than the four grams they state on the pack. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's you like Hellman's. No, it's like Hellman's 
claiming that they they're better than Heinz. And it's like you can't just claim it; you have to prove it. If you can prove it, then yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it's it's just funny, and at the same time, it's a bit like if you've got to stoop this low to slagging off some sausages, which some are meant family to be run company. Like, oh. where are your morals for like stooping that low? Obviously, I would none. get it right if they said. For instance, I don't know, if you look up the whole back in the day when Iceland had horse meat in their meat and stuff like that, and it was tested on, it was proved, whatever. I would get it if they went, oh, you know what, here's the proof, we've done the research, it's kind of misleading, it's not fair for customers to buy that. Fair enough, like, that makes sense. But where's your morals to slam a company and go, want some proof? Nah, don't have it, we'll just slam them instead. Yeah, and especially the fact that the scale of that those... The Porky White's company is not even that big. Like they're yeah. not massive. They're not like fucking I don't know. It's a famous like Walls, for example. They're not Walls. Yeah. yeah, they're not fucking Wool sausages. Who sell millions per year? They probably just sell like a couple of thousand a year. Like fuck me. It just anyway. makes no sense. Anyway, let's forget about that. Let's move on <laughs> to random question of the week. There you go. Uh, so, shall we kick it off? Are you going first or do you mean to go first? Uh, I can ask you first. You go first, big boy. Yep. As a child. Okay. What did you want to be when you grew up? As in, like, child fantasy. Oh, I'd like to be a policeman. Oh, I'd like oh. to be a rocket scientist. Or, like, when you kind of grew up a little bit more, you're like, I want to do this in my life. Oh, like, uh, I don't know. Like, a child, <laughs> mate. Under 10. There you go. Under 11. Okay. What uh, did you want to do when you were growing up? I don't remember why, but I always thought it would be cool to be a fireman when I was a kid. I don't remember why. But it was never something where I grew up and was like, oh, yeah, I actually want to become a fireman. I just think when I was a kid, it was like, oh, it'd be quite cool to be a fireman. Seems like a fun job. Seems like a good job. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with fireman. How about yourself? Mine was exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> it, was on, actually, it was actually the same. But the thing is, mine was <laughs> up until like, until the age of like 16. Ah, uh, see, that's why I asked you. Was it like as you grew up or as a kid? Because... I think that quickly wore off for me. Yeah, like mine, like, I mine never got was, to 15 or yeah. 16 thinking, yeah, I'd like to be a fireman. The thing is, like, it happened as a kid. Like, I'd always go, oh, I'd be a fireman, blah, 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 blah. Like, mom yeah. used to tell me, used to walk around and go, oh, I'd be a fireman when I'm older. And then <clears throat> I revisited when I was in college, and I was even considering it. I think I went to apply. Really? Yeah, I think I'd still do it. Like because Fair you enough. can you can Still do it time. yeah you can do it part time can't you? The eat lift lose fireman. There like, we go. I think that'd be cool. Like I think we've had this conversation. Like I'd always want to do something just a little bit different. For even if it was like one to two years of my life, just do something that's a bit more like not fucking fitness for all my life. Like something just a little bit different. Just say, oh yeah, I spent two years being a fireman. That's pretty cool. Something completely different. Yeah. 
just a bit, bit, bit out, not out there, but you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, I totally know what you mean. Makes yeah. sense. There we go, Mr. Fireman Sam. Fireman Brad. Sam is always on time. <laughs> oh, let's hope firemen are on time because it'd be a bit risky if they're not. Yep. There we All go. Right, right you ready for your question? Question. What is something you've always wanted to try but you've been too scared to do? Well, where do we start here then? <laughs> you seem like you've got a list. Oh, what do I what did I wanted to try? Okay, no, but I've, I ended up doing it. Okay, tell me about that then. You, it could be you. So you always want to try it, but you're scared of doing it. But you've done it now. Yeah, I've done it now, and it wasn't as bad as it was. As, no, actually, it wasn't. It wasn't like still to this like still to this day. Right, I still get slightly anxious when I think about my fight. It's really weird. It's, <laughs> it's about weird. two months ago now. Yeah, wasn't it? I still get the feelings of what I used to feel when I used to yeah. think about stepping in the ring for the first time. Like I still get the exact same feelings, and it's so weird. Like, and I think it's down to the fact that it's being in a ring is so surreal. And and I was talking about this to someone the other day, um, like. In the ring, it was like it went during the fight. So between in during the rounds, the rounds felt like they went on for a really long time. But once yeah. you finished the round, it felt like it didn't happen. And then you sat down your corner between the rounds. You're like, "What just happened?" <laughs> yeah, literally that. Like, what the fuck? Like the guy was like, "Oh yeah, when you do this, I'm like, I don't remember doing that, mate." <laughs> it was really weird so yeah that's one thing that I'd always as a kid was like oh, I don't know if I'd ever go in a boxing ring like, I don't, don't think what would happen but yeah I did it so yeah that's mine did it it wasn't as bad no yeah actually actually no it was <laughs> it was it was terrible it, just I'm like still, what? I'm still waking up in sweat still traumatised <laughs> by it mate uh, is there anything else you're currently wanting to do and you're too scared of or not even like scared of as in like or you're just like it would be scary doing it but you'd still be up for doing it skydiving yeah yeah or bungee jumping I think I'd rather sky it's so weird I'd rather skydive than bungee jump I'm gonna use that same line and that was gonna be my answer as well skydiving like like oh, I'd much rather skydive I I think the skydiving element seems a lot more fun to me because like you're free falling for a certain amount of time through air, which is just ridiculous when you think of it like that. And then you've got a parachute and you slowly come down to the ground. Yeah, I feel like you're, you've got better chances of survival than skydiving than you have bungee jumping. Bungee jumping. <laughs> because that, if that bungee breaks, you're fucked. Right, yeah. but if 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 you're in a parish, if you're skydiving, one you've always got a backup shoot, and the person's gonna be in control of parachute. Like, yeah, I'll just fucking dive into the like, just head for some open water. <laughs> <laughs> what if you're skydiving? Yeah, like I just feel like I don't, I'm I'm just being, I'm just saying. Obviously, it might not be the case. You're probably more safe for bungee jumping, but that's just how I feel. Yeah. 
I'm the exact same. And that was going to be my answer. If there's oh, something yeah. I've always wanted to do, it's skydiving. Not that I've been too scared to do it. It's just like one of those things where it's like the f- this the fear of doing it is greater than the signing up. Uh, yeah, it's greater than the urgency to sign up. I will definitely do it, and I think I'll do it before I'm 30. But it's like the fear of doing it is just slowing me down before I make that decision yeah. to do it. No, I totally agree. Well, there you go. I'm kind of on the same one day. Wave, wavelength. Right. Uh, should we wrap things up there? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Um, so you've listened to part one of our mini series. Hopefully, uh, you found today useful. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, did it get you thinking? Did it provoke any thoughts? Um, we'd be intrigued to know. So, yeah, is there anything you've had in your life that has triggered you to make a change? Yeah, we've been pretty open about it today. It'd be great to hear about your story and if there's anything that's triggered you. Yeah be wicked to know so until next episode guys it's been an absolute pleasure and we shall catch you on the other side take care guys bye bye see you later